Hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Father Greg. In this episode, we have a homily for Sunday, October 15th, 2023. Today, we'll begin our time together with a reading from Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. Paul writes, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. I urge Euodia and I urge Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you also, my loyal companion, help these women, for they have struggled beside me in the work of the gospel, together with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, If there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. The Word of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. For years I listened as these words were uttered softly by my father while he bowed his head in prayer before every meal that he and I ate together. They can be found at the very end of Psalm 19, and they form a prayer asking for God's help that we might follow in the ways that God would find pleasing. Whenever I pray these words myself, I can still hear my dad uttering them in his own voice. My dad was a man with a quick wit and an even quicker temper. When these traits were combined in a man who was also relatively short in stature, it also meant that he had to learn how to be quick to apologize. This short prayer that he said before each meal was a reminder to us and to himself that we don't always get it right. We cannot please God without equal measure of God's grace and God's gifts. This all came to mind today as I read Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. Our passage for today is found in the last chapter of Paul's letter to the Philippians and opens with Paul using very effusive language to encourage his readers to stand firm in Christ. He refers to the Christians in Philippi as siblings and those whom he loves and longs to see. He talks openly about how the Christians in Philippi are a source of joy for him. He then goes on to mention two ladies named Euodia and Syntyche as people who were faithful followers of Christ and who were essential in helping him establish the church in that city. He encourages these two ladies to reconcile their differences so that they may be of the same mind. Let's pause to consider that for just a moment. How often are you of the same mind with any other person? I mean, sure it happens, and I think that it's great when it does happen. 
but on the other hand, I'm not convinced that it is ever a constant state of being between two people. So what is Paul really talking about here? First of all, this text reminds us of something that I think we already know. Tension or conflict can creep into any relationship from time to time. The deeper the conflict, the more it takes qualities like gentleness, courage, vulnerability, and authenticity to mend the rift in the relationship. This is exactly what Paul was encouraging these people to do. Despite the conflict between them, Paul was still able to describe these two as faithful people who were important members of their faith community. While conflict can, and does, occur, it does not necessarily mean the end of a relationship, nor does it mean that either person is unfaithful or unimportant to the life of the faith community. What Paul does do is to encourage them to reconcile their differences and asks that others in Philippi help them to do so in whatever way possible. We don't know what the cause of the strain was that had developed between these two people, but Paul encourages them and the rest of the church to reconcile before things get worse. All this is so that their true gentleness might be known within the larger community. Having addressed the conflict between these two ladies, Paul goes on to tell his readers how they might avoid conflict in the future and grow even closer together as a faith community. He tells them that they ought to focus their attention on certain Christ-like virtues. He tells them, Whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, pleasing, commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, they should think about these things. If they continue to emulate these virtues, they will be more likely to be able to continue being of the same mind as Paul had urged Euodia and Syntyche to be. At its core, this is really a question of focus. When I was learning to drive, my instructor always said, the car goes where you look. This is great advice not just for driving a car, but for life in general. The things that we focus on tend to inform how we both see the world and interact with it. Do we choose to focus on those things that divide us, on the shortcomings of ourselves or of other people, or on all that is wrong with the world? Or do we choose to set our sights on something higher, seeking to give birth to the kinds of attributes that Paul described in his letter? This is not about being a Pollyanna or perpetually looking at the world through rose-colored glasses. Neither is it about focusing solely on the brokenness in ourselves or in our world. It's about being able to see both and working together with our brothers and sisters in faith to accomplish the tasks to which God has called us. It's about learning to admit and then overcoming our differences by focusing on a common goal. It's about realistically identifying what is wrong in any situation and then working toward correcting that situation or healing that woundedness. Make no mistake, it can take great amount of courage 
authenticity, and vulnerability. But in the end, it means learning to see both ourselves and other people as people made in the image of God and as people whom God loves deeply. I began today by telling a little story about a table grace that I learned from my father. It's a prayer asking that God would grant us each the grace to do that which is pleasing to God. Paul's words to the Philippians help us to more clearly understand how that might be accomplished by focusing our attention on certain Christ-like virtues. Let's pray. Faithful God, whose steadfast love never ceases, and whose mercies never come to an end, grant us the grace to trust you and the courage to extend the gifts of your love to all those we meet. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen.